got on the line with us uh, a criminologist from UC, the University of Canterbury, Greg Newbold, who knows a thing or two about gangs. So it'll be interesting to chat. G'day, Greg. Yeah, Hello, Greg. How are you going? Very well, Good, mate. mate. Thank you very much for coming on the line with us. Yeah, no, no problem. Greg, we've, Phil and I have been chatting. We've just had a couple of gang members from the Mungrel Mob um, talk to us, and it was quite interesting um, hearing what they had to say. They're convinced that gangs aren't the main drug dealers in New Zealand. What would you say to that? Um, well, nobody really knows, but what, what you can say is that if you, um, there are some gang members that sell drugs, but there's a lot of non-gang members that sell drugs as well. And if you remove the gang from the equation, it wouldn't mean there'd be fewer people selling drugs. We just mean there'd be different people selling drugs. The market's there, and people will fill, will fill, fill the demand. So this whole idea that you can um, crack down on gangs, and gangs are problems for all the nation's evils and woes, is, is a fallacy. Right. So, Greg, um, do, we take it, do, do we take it from that, that your feeling is that gangs, as of themselves, are not automatically an absolute terror for society? Absolutely. It's hugely overblown. They're a convenient whipping boy. Anyone, you mention gangs and everyone, everyone will say, yeah, yeah, get rid of the gangs, you know, but you could do that with the, the Nazis did it with the Jews. You know, you don't have to go back far back in history to see, to see a, a similar situation. The Nazis blamed everything on the Jews. In fact, it's a popular thing with politicians. The, the communists did it with the, with the rightists in the Cultural Revolution. You know, it, it, what, what politicians frequently do is you create a monster, then you promise to, to kill the monster and you become extremely popular. You create the monster, make people frightened of the monster, and then promise to, to save the public from the monster. That's what Hitler did. And this is the same, exactly the same strategy. The, the, the damage that the gangs caused in our society is hugely overblown. There's nothing compared to the damage that's done by white-collar criminals, for example. I'd like to see the government propose a law that um, white-collar white criminals have to improve, or white-collar offenders or white collar, even white-collar workers have to prove that their gains weren't uh, uh, achieved, through, you know, weren't right. accrued through crime. And, and pr propose penalties on them. The gangs are just a convenient scapegoat, and that's all it is. Now, this is very interesting, Greg, because I, I said as much before we spoke to you that there was a suggestion, a number of Texas were saying it was white-collar crime. It was very, very well-organised, very, very well-paid um, people that were distributing a lot of the drugs. Do you, can you give us any proportion, in your view, having been around gangs and stuff, any proportion of where the drug distribution comes from? Well... My book, I did some research on this in my book, Crime, Law and Justice in New Zealand, and a lot of, the, a lot of it's um, the, the drugs importation coming through um, Asian networks and then, um, and then sometimes to gangs who are smaller players or sometimes through family networks which are not gangs or gang-affiliated. The, these figures which the police are producing about the increase in gangs it's, they might as well just pick that number out of the hat because they really haven't got a clue how many gangs there are in this country and how many gang members there are in this country. Gangs don't keep mem public membership records. and you, any, any estimate that the police come up with is a, is, uh, is a huge guess. Jared Gilbert established that quite well. There's gangs come and go. There's all sorts of gangs too. I mean, you've got, you've got the street gangs, the homie gangs up in up in um, South Auckland and, and other places in the cities, 
There are two also um, gangs, but you've got no idea who's in them and who isn't. They don't even wear patches. Fascinating chat. Uh, we've had gang members on the show. I've had many texters in here that are very angry at the gangs. Uh, but then there are a number of people saying, I actually agree with Jim, the gang member. It isn't the gangs. They get all the blame. Um, I've never been in a gang, never associated with a gang, but I think he made a point. And then Greg Newbold, who's a criminologist with the University of Canterbury, has pretty much said the same thing as the gang member. They often get blamed unfairly for distributing drugs when it isn't them. So, so Greg, thank you again for your time, mate. Hmm. Where, where then do you think, when, when it says these Asian supplies that are coming into New Zealand, who's distributing them when they hit New Zealand? Oh, gangs are doing some of it. There's no doubt about that. Or gang members... Sometimes it's not the gangs themselves that are doing it, it's just members within gangs uh, that are doing it, and that's a different thing. The gangs aren't, haven't been set up to, to distribute dr- drugs. Gangs are just a fellowship of blokes who get together because of their love of motorcycles or whatever else, or because, because they form a surrogate family, and then a lot of members, some of the members of those, those gangs are de- dealing drugs. And there's no doubt that, it's a, that they are a factor in the, the equation. What I'm saying is that getting rid of the gangs isn't going to get rid of the drug problem. We'll just shift it somewhere else. Okay. Greg, when gangs first got an enormous amount of publicity in this country in the 1970s and the 1980s, there mm. were some absolutely horrific stories and some absolutely horrific court cases, and not about drugs at all, but about things like gang rapes and bashing and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel in your studies as a professional criminologist do you believe that the gangs have actually changed? Because there are some people who would say, who are anti-gang, who just say, oh, that's just PR nonsense. What do you think? Oh, yeah, they've definitely changed. They've definitely changed. They're much more professional nowadays. Um, and, uh, and a lot of them are involved in, in money-making, some of it legal, some of it illegal. I mean, I've got a friend who's a, who's a foundation member of the, the old epitaph writers, and he's, he's been... Um, He's been, he was gainfully employed his whole life. He did a, a stonemason's apprenticeship. He was one of Christchurch's top uh, stonemasons. And he was, I know a number of gang members are, that, that have worked all their lives. Um, but some of them don't. And, um, and some of them supplement their incomes through drugs and some, some don't. You know, I mean, you can't just tar them all with the same brush. A lot of gang members have jobs and pay taxes. So... But to, to, to say, you know, they have to prove that they, that the money that they've, the, the assets that they've got were not obtained through crime in order to get the, uh, to get the, the dole if they're on the unemployment benefit. I mean, that's a big ask, you know. It's a tall order to prove a negative and prove that you, yeah. that you didn't um, commit crimes to get the gangs. To okay. get the drug, and, and then if you cut them off the dole, what are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to be forced into crime in order to um, uh, in order to get, get the income that they didn't didn't have um, pr- previously. So you know they, that maybe they've sold a few uh, joints. Maybe you know, say you've got uh, someone who's on the dole, and it's not just gang members. You got lots and lots and lots of people who are on the dole. Yeah, Greg, can I just ask you one quick question? And we're very late, so it'll have to be quick. Would you suggest, you know, gangs coming in like the Comancheros are more violent? Would, are, they be, are they becoming increasingly violent, some of the gangs even from not this country? No, not really. In the old days, I mean, as, as Phil was saying, in the old days, the, the gangs were far more violent than they are now. They commit gang rapes and they were fighting and bashing each other all over the time. You don't see that now. You don't see gang riots anymore. You don't see 
gang rapes very often anymore either because the gangs are far more sophisticated than they were back in the, in the, in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Greg, really interesting to talk to you. Thanks so Thank much you. for your time. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice talk. All Cheers. the best, mate. That's Thanks, Greg, Greg. Newbold, criminologist at Canterbury University.